Alright, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb and with me as always is Craig. And I uh, I always am on the adventure of learning new things as being a parent. Uh, as I'm sure, Craig, you are well aware of having three boys. Oh, yeah. But parenthood gives you that. But I found I created an awesome game that I played today with my kids that I thought would be worthy of sharing. Like you created a a board game or uh, an like out an outdoor, outdoor activity. Okay, that your kids like. Yes, and it wasn't really even my idea; it just kind of evolved into this. And so well, I, I want to get sellable. I mean, can you get money for it? Can you profit from this? Because no, but it works. It works heavily in my favor. I'll put it that way. Okay, well there I, you go. There's no right. profit to be made, but um, my daughter just had her birthday not too long ago. She's five, so she really wanted this Nerf bow and arrow thing, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. And so we got it for her, and she uses it in the house a little bit. But obviously, it's easier to use outside. And we were using it in the driveway with her and my son. And she wanted to see how far it could go, so I was shooting it. And it turned into a game that I like to call teamwork. Okay. Because the other names that could be used for it, I feel, would um, not, not do it justice. Because I, and this is what basically my kids turned it into. Like, this was not my intention whatsoever, but I was perfectly okay with the results. It was yeah. me seeing how far I could shoot it down the driveway and then them running down to pick up the Nerf arrows in a, mm-hmm. ra- in a race and then bring it back to me as quickly as possible. So mm-hmm. this whole thing took place from me sitting in a lawn chair and them running yeah, up and down the driveway. I was sitting there. I was sitting there. I go, a hammock. You know, you could even do it from watching the Michigan game on TV or something, right? Yeah, just shoot it out the window. Yeah. You know, open the, get the screen out, shoot it out the window, and you don't have to lift a finger. Yeah. Have me me grab you a drink. Exactly. That's part of the game. Yeah. uh, The person who gets the the coldest drink gets 500 extra points. Yeah, so it's kind of similar to, you know, having a... A dog and then brings the ball back to you and then you just throw it and keeps bringing it back, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I realized that you could have easily called it fetch, but I feel like that does a disservice. <laughs> it's going down, right? Right. Yeah. I feel like people wouldn't appreciate that as much. So I thought teamwork was uh, a better way to label it. So, yeah. What did your wife think about that? Uh, Well, she was actually, um, she has not been feeling the greatest. So she was actually inside laying down and taking a break while this happened. So it'll be interesting to see what her thoughts are the first time she gets to see this game. Yeah. uh, Guess she'll say, this is more of like, fetch, you're lazy, they're doing all the work. Hey, it's burning energy, and hopefully they sleep better tonight. That's all I'm saying. I don't know why, why you're why you would do this but i want to i want in on this action so if you don't mind me borrowing it i'd be more ungracious i don't to you. uh yeah absolutely if anybody wants to borrow the concept and the idea um but i don't know if your teenage boys would be as enthused to participate in such a game as my infant children are yeah that's true they're kind of you know they'll get bored of it really really quick so and they'll probably put more thought into it and be like, no, this is more work than fun. Well, my son, too, had a birthday. So my youngest son last. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, he's getting bigger. He's 11. So, you know, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, they got school starting really, really soon. So that that's starting to kick off and be, you know, the interesting time right now is trying to get the kids to bed early. Because, you know, they like, you know, when the summertime comes, they like to stay up till 1030 at night. And now it's like pulling teeth to say, look, you guys got to start weeding yourself back into the whole nine o'clock, 930 going to bed. And 
man, this is tough, tough on him. So. Yeah, I got got to show him that tough love. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe I just you know put the clocks back, do something, do what I tell you to, right. or else you'll regret it. Well, yeah. I mean, even with my kids, you know, we have at least during the summer we have one day where you don't have any electronics. And somehow my boys equate that to being even the adults. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> Sometimes my wife says that to me, too. She'll say, no, you can't be on yours. I'm like, uh, wait a minute. I'm the adult. I did my do when I was a kid, right? I did my do. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm an adult now. Darn it. I should be able to get on this when I want. They, they'll have their time when they'll be able to do whatever they want, but. And she just doesn't see the same. She sees it as you got to set an example for your family, Craig. You got to, you know, <laughs> well, they're, no, that, watching you. they're watching you. So, yeah, not, not to dive too far into another separate conversation, but that's kind of the idea of, you know, you waited all your life when you were a kid to be able to get to that point where it's like, yeah. if I want Mountain Dew for breakfast, I'm having Mountain Dew for breakfast. <laughs> exactly. You're right. I want to eat my favorite sugary cereal. I will. Darn it. And I'll eat it for dinner, too. Yeah, chocolate yeah. chip cookies for breakfast? Perfect. <laughs> I know. Man, I tell you, it's it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, we're that's where we're at right about now. And you're shooting arrows and letting your kids run and get it. That's cool, too. So Yes, nerf, nerf arrows again to uh, clarify. Not, not yeah. those long darts, right? Those long no, darts. Okay. Those dangerous things. But yeah, Right, exactly. Okay. Well, we'll uh, move along and get into the football uh, talk here coming up. So moving on along. Well, I feel like we could have probably had that conversation go on for quite a while. So to keep things moving along, though, plenty to talk about. Um, Something in reference to last week, uh, as the season approaches, more people are kind of returning to uh, the social media of things. I know that there are a lot of people who take a break during the offseason of football. Uh, from social media and different things like that. And if anybody remembers from last year, we uh, had a very frequent caller who has decided to reemerge and has called our all-too-famous voicemail system. And so we have a voicemail this week that we are able to share with everyone. What's going on, fellas? Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in, huh? I know what this is. It's, uh the boy Stephen Brown down in Alabama. Listening to your um, fabulous show, once again, the overrated Big Ten West. I don't care about the Big Ten West, whatever. It's like, that's like the SEC East winning. I mean, come on, man. That's the formality they're going to lose. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as far as the hardball situation, I'll just make it very brief because I'm at work trying to enjoy my stir fry. Um, yeah, he's over. I think he's overrated. I, th- I think he's. I think he's very overrated when it comes to coaches who want to, you know, see their program succeed because they love their their programs. Unlike a lot of coaches who are there just for money, from that aspect, he's overrated. From from an overrated aspect of wanting to um, win and, and not necessarily get the best players, but get the right players, the right fit. Yeah, he's overrated from that aspect. And I can also tell you this: the 12 coaches he faces in the regular season this year, I guarantee, when the game is over. They're going to think he's not overrated because most, if not all of them, would have lost to him. But I can almost guess, I can almost guess who voted him overrated. Probably James Franklin. Probably Chris Ash. Probably Mark D'Antonio. Urban Meyer, I don't know. But I wouldn't put it past him. Now, three of the four guys I named, he's beaten them to a pulp. I mean, well, Michigan State, according to their fans, it was a nine-point victory, you know, whatever, moral victory, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I can, I can guess three of those guys actually said it. So, after this season, I want them to take another poll. And when they win the championship, I want the same poll taken. Because if Nick Saban's on the list, you know Harbaugh's going to be on the list when he wins the championship. And we'll see if he's still overrated. Love you guys. Love the show. Um, keep doing what you're doing. 
Getting ready for this Florida beatdown. As always, go blue. All right. And so, yes, as you heard, that was Stephen Brown from Alabama. Frequent caller. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks for the call. And so he was just uh, sharing his thoughts on what we discussed last week. Great to have him back. Oh, yeah. For sure. He is one who frequents our uh, voicemail system. Uh, so it's great to hear his thoughts and opinions. And that was uh, stuff that we reviewed last week. And so to touch on some of that before we move on, uh, it's just always interesting to see because everybody has their different um, perspectives. And so he was breaking it down a little bit differently than we did uh, last week, From uh, if you remember from what we talked about, Craig. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, Steven's a great you know, a friend of ours, and we uh, obviously Twitter, we know him, we talk to him, and could have him back. He left for a while and came back, so it's good. And he's just a smart guy. He, he's, he knows his football. He knows what he's talking about, and he is in the heart of Alabama, which is great because you and I love to have somebody in that uh, side of the United States that can give us insight on what's going on with, one, you know, obviously one of the best teams in the country. So and when, he, when he speaks, it's always good to hear him. And, um, and he made some great points. I mean, especially the part I loved, and it was good to hear that the fact that Jim Harbaugh has beaten these play, these uh, coaches and beaten them good. And, and to say that, you know, even – these coaches that he actually mentioned, they don't personally like Jim Harbaugh that very well either. Uh, I don't know why, but they just don't. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people just don't. I don't think they like his demeanor, the way he carries himself, the way he's in the media. We talked about that, and I think that's where Stephen was going, saying he's in the media too, and he's all he cares about this program so much. He's eccentric, and that just kind of turns off a lot of coaches. And I think you know. That might be the case, too. So, But uh, great points he made. Yeah, well, kind of interesting to talk about that and uh, to maybe put things in perspective for Michigan fans, uh, depending on how things move forward. But it's one of those things like, okay, well, if Jim Harbaugh was coached for another team or his personality, you know, would you be bothered by it? Um, and I think we'll get a little bit of a glimpse with that here with uh, P.J. Fleck. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. I think he's quite similar, uh, in some of the things that he's doing. Uh, I agree. so it, it'll be just kind of interesting to see how people, uh, react to that as things go on and he's in the big 10 coaching over there at Minnesota. But yeah, um, appreciate the thoughts from, uh, Steven with that voicemail and, uh, I'll throw the pitch in here. Usually throw it in at the end. Uh, if anybody is ever interested in calling our voicemail, we always welcome it. Uh, during this season, I don't know if we ever got around to it where we got enough um, voicemails, but if we ever do, we might just do our own uh, compilation of, you know, predictions or reactions of fans if there's enough voicemails, put it kind of like in its own clip. But uh, if you do want to call that voicemail, it's really easy to remember. It's 551-258-3276, which is actually 551 551- blue bro just call it it'll come up and then you can leave a quick easy voicemail just like steven did there so um but to move on to the new content that we have for this week uh what we'll be starting off with is the updated information about university of florida michigan's first game and how their roster just got a little bit smaller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. And uh, not a good timing on this either, has it? Yeah. Do you want to uh, start the conversation on that, Craig? Or Well, yeah, let's talk about uh, who the players are first. So we got um, – and what they did. Obviously, you got uh, uh, Callaway, uh, one of their best players on the team, receiver, um, defensive end uh, – Davis, offensive tackle, uh, Telfort, um, uh, defensive lineman, uh, Desire Jones, defensive lineman, Jordan Smith, linebacker, James Houston, and linebacker, Ventrell Miller. We're all suspended because of, obviously, a misuse of uh, school uh, school funding. And obviously what they did was they just took school funds and to buy electronics, and, and uh, they— obviously sold them for a much larger price to get more money and 
And then obviously you said they reported that their uh, student IDs were stolen, and that's almost in a way laundering money. <laughs> so uh, they got busted for it, which was really stupid. And um, there you go. They have about quite a few players gone. Seven. That's a lot. That's a lot, especially losing uh, Callaway and Davis. Yeah, and uh, Callaway has a rap sheet going um, yeah. at Florida, so people are talking about how they don't know if this is the last straw for him. Um, I had it somewhere, and I guess I just lost it, some of the other things that he's been involved in, but I want to say there were two other instances where he's been um, reprimanded. What? Yeah, I think a citation for marijuana use, so. Yeah. 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 That was in May, by the way, when he had a citation for marijuana possession. So, yeah. So he's had quite a bit of trouble. But just to give uh, the fans a little bit of uh, outcome of what this means to the Michigan game in Florida, um, Callaway has 54 catches, 721 receiving yards, and has four touchdowns from the line of scrimmage. So. Obviously, he is an integral part in their uh, in in the receiving core at Florida, and they're going to be doing without him. So, and Davis is on the defensive line, and he's pretty good too, really good. So, they're going to miss those two guys definitely. So, yeah, and I was having this conversation on uh, Twitter with some people, and just kind of explaining how um, you know these things happen. And it is what it is, but it's a little bit unfortunate because there are still going to be questions about Michigan after week one versus Florida, no matter what the results are. Uh, If it's a win or a loss, um, this is not the Florida team that Michigan was expecting to go up against. Um, And, you know, people are kind of like, oh, well, that's just excuses, blah, blah. And, you know, it's, it's not that big of a difference. But you also have to look, you know, there were... Of course, all these seven players were not starters, but there's actually eight players that are not going to be, at least eight players that are not going to be playing in that first game um, because there was also a, they suffered a major injury. So there are three impact players that would have been playing in that game that are going to be out of that game. And one was starting safety, uh, Marcel Harris. Uh, He was the injury. Uh, he contributed last year. He was a a big playmaker for them. And then we already touched on Antonio Callaway. Uh, who was suspended. And another one of the suspended players that you mentioned was um, Davis, the defensive end, uh, who played, I believe, all the games, but he started five of them last year. So these are contributing players. And the one that I kind of go back to, um, I mean, you're talking about starting safety, I mean, and your leading receiver. So imagine if we were without, I, I know this won't line up exactly right, but like if we didn't have Jordan Lewis and uh, Mar Darbo, right for a game last year, yeah, it's like yeah. that. That's <clears throat> that's that's an impact uh, that would have created an impact. So you can't tell me that this is not um, this is not going to make a difference. Now, of well, course, Callaway's like Chesson. I mean, he was also <clears throat> re- he was also on special teams. He's their top returner. And he makes and he does that for both punting and uh, kickoffs. So he's a big. That's impact on that too on special teams for Florida. So yeah, this is does make it is a big deal. So yeah, so I mean, like yeah, excuses, whatnot, whatever. It it's not going to be the exact same team. So the the main thing that I was conveying when I was on social media talking about this is just like if Michigan wins or loses, a uh, losing would look really bad now, in my opinion, but. Uh, if Michigan wins, then there's still going to be a lot of questions. The only real question that is going to be a- easily answered is who the starting quarterback is because that right. won't be affected by this. But, you know, how really good is the defense when they're missing their top receiver and their top punt returner? How good is Florida's defense and uh, the level of competition that they're able to put against Michigan's offense when they're missing a defensive end, a starting defensive end and their star safety? Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, those are three players out of all, you know, all the players that will be seeing the field then. 
but still it does create an impact. So there's there will still be questions. As many times there are still plenty of questions anyways once you get far enough into the uh season. I mean, gosh, it's probably what what do we usually say? There shouldn't be uh an AP poll until week six because there are so many questions week in and week out. Yeah, and this is one of them. Yeah. So the prime example of just different things, different scenarios. So I mean, what could you let me throw this out at you? Let's say let's say I'm gonna hypothesize and say let's say Michigan does beat Florida pretty good, okay? Do you see Florida the fan base and or you know the people that are you know connected to florida seeing telling could florida be this our last year's penn state in a way you know like a good team but they're missing players and that's the reason why we beat them much like penn state last year well you guys whipped our tail only because we we're missing defensive players that could have made an impact i mean you know what i'm saying yeah uh i think it's quite possible i mean they are in the sec east which is kind of like well just like steven said it's like the big 10 west where you can make yourself look really good without really being that good right right um yep. so uh, they they could have that. That's kind of an interesting way to think about it. So I I do see it though that I anticipate a win for Michigan. So uh, if that's the case, then when Florida loses, whether it's a close game or not a close game, Florida fans are just going to go straight to this and be like, "We had these three key players out, so you can't judge us by this, and that's not fair." And we need those players back, blah, 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 blah. Which some of it's, I don't know, justified is the right word, but it, it's not going to be surprising when they start using that dialogue. And they're yeah. still going to talk trash because they've still been talking trash even after we beat them that badly in a bowl game, which uh, I guess I'll kind of tie into this conversation because it's all about the same game. But uh, people are still dogging Michigan even after these players have been suspended. Um, which you have seen. I've seen you comment on things on social media, which I've seen, which I've talked about. But then uh, it seems like the thing that they go back to all the time is players are faster in the SEC. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Booger McFarlane, right? Yeah. But then, I mean, the easiest thing to go back to is like, okay, where was the SEC speed when Michigan beat them 41 to 7? And how can you even use that terminology anymore? Because Michigan is picking up so many recruits from the SEC territory. Right. I granted they're not playing at an SEC school, but it's the same talent that they're targeting and trying to pick up that Michigan has been bringing up to Ann Arbor. So I, I that argument just completely does not make sense to me. I, I, I don't get it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's this whole love for SEC. I mean, it's still going to be there. It's always there, and it seems to never end. It doesn't matter if the SEC has a down year or not. And, and Colin Cowherd even said SEC isn't the best conference in the country right now, and they're not. You know, look at LSU. They got a good team, but they're not like they used to be um, under uh, – their coach is gone, and so they got somebody, you know, somebody else there. But you know, until they beef themselves up and do better and better, and as, you know, like you were saying, the SEC West isn't that great. Uh, Florida's down, Tennessee's down, Georgia's down on that side. Um, places like that, until you start seeing that. But I'm not seeing that at all. I'm seeing actually the Big Ten actually starting to overtake the SEC. The only thing holding the SEC above water is uh, Alabama at this point. And so Alabama continues to win and get to the big dance and win it all. Um, you're going to start seeing the ACC and the big 10 starting to improve and get better. So, and that's where yeah. I see it. they're, they're holding their, gra- I call it, uh, they're grasping on so much now that they actually know within themselves that the SEC isn't as good as it used to be. So they're going to keep pounding it into our heads Our skulls. The media is going to keep pounding our head uh, that the SEC is something that they're not. And if they could kind of wrap their brains around what's happening, they could see that and they're not. So, yeah. Well, um, 
an interesting thing to think about and point out as well as uh, we're prepping. Uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, another interesting thing to point out uh, to think about. Okay, not next week, but the following week. So not this. Shoot, I blanked on what episode number we're on. I think this is episode 127. So not episode 128, but episode 129 is going to be our first preview episode of the 2017 season. That's awesome yep. to think about. So yeah. in preparation for that, what I've been doing is going back and watching Florida uh, at the end of last year. And I was wa- uh, I've was i started watching the Florida-Iowa game, which was their bowl game, and thinking about it, I'm just like, here we are. We're sitting. This is Iowa. And Iowa, yes, they beat us last year, and it was embarrassing, and it was stupid beyond all measure. But you're looking at an 8-4 Iowa team that was – I don't they know what, what they they were they were crap. Yeah, they uh, were terrible. I mean, they they had their good games. They they played their hearts out, and they were able to do some thing, good things. But they finished eight and four. This is Iowa, and they did. If I'm not, I didn't look at the records and everything. Um, but they did not finish close to making it to the Big Ten title game. Um. Oh, I should kind of look that up, but. Um, and then they're facing off against the SEC East champion team in a bowl game. <laughs> How does that happen? Right. right. That that's what I kind of want to know. Like that that's the thing, and I, I get into a whole lot during bowl season, and I know I'm gonna get on a little bit of a soapbox here and talk about a little bit of it here now, but it's just like how does that happen that the Con- the division champion from one conference is playing. Oh well, okay. F- forgive me. I guess I'm wrong. I guess they were tied for a second for the Big Ten West last year. Shockingly enough, yeah. they yeah. went six and three, and so did Nebraska go six and three. Mm-hmm. So, oops. well, and I believe Iowa was ranked. Well, Florida was ranked. Iowa was not. Right, was not. Well, they were. They weren't ranked and. You have to remember, I was giving up uh, 352 yards per game. That's sick. That's six stats right there to tell you that a team like that was in that bowl game. <laughs> I mean, regardless. Of well, not not really. I mean, I haven't gotten too far in it, but they score. I did take note that Iowa only scored their only points like six minutes into the game. Three points, right? Was yeah. it 33? Okay. And then that was it. So, but yeah, so it just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. And actually, let me see this. So, oops. Um, So. Yeah, well, Appleby was a quarterback, so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to be a different team and everything, but I, I don't know. I just find that weird. But whatever. I mean, the SEC is so great. They can be down on other conferences when it's not even division leaders, but good job. They can keep holding on to what they have. I mean, it's almost like they're just riding Alabama's coattails. But, you know, we know that the media, NCAA, is almost all in for the SEC anyway. So it's it's been happening for years, and we know it. And it's pretty obvious at times where it's right in your face. You know it's not true, and they're still going to just keep going. You know, that, well, there's one thing to say, hey, you know, what? I think Florida might pull this out. But there's one th- thing to say, oh, yeah, uh, SEC players have so much more speed. Well, you know what? We had speed, too, when uh, Rich Rod was here, too, right? Yeah. Had guys all over the field running four threes and left and right. But they couldn't, you know, they're getting arm tackled all the time. So it isn't always speed. It's, you know, you got to be strong and tough and resilient. And, it's the offensive playbook, too, so. Yeah, but you're right. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's a lot there to say about Florida and everything with that. But um, did you have any other thoughts on uh, the players with Florida or anything kind of with that uh, at this point? I know we'll be talking about it, like I said, a lot more not next week but the following week. So no, just um, I have to hand it to Florida fans. They're just sticking by their guns, and you know, I, I admire the whole. Um, still supportive of your team and thinking you'll win. That's great. But, uh, 
know, to say you're going to whip our tails is a little bit strong. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. A little bit. But yeah. Yeah, well, uh, interesting to see, hear you say that uh, you uh, admire them sticking to their guns because moving on to the next conversation, I what I am, um, I don't know if I would say admire, but am surprised by is how you stick to your guns, Craig, and you are such such a hater, and oh. you just it's so much yeah. it's so much yeah. hate. Wait, you got hate music for yes. this? I, I was kind of trying to quickly look up something, but I couldn't find it. But so much hate here coming from Craig oh. about this whole quarterback okay. thing. You guys take like the small grain of, you know, sand and you you push it down a hill to make it something bigger than it is. It man, all it is is hate, hate, hate. <laughs> I was I was saying, uh, what is it? Uh, space. You know, you you maybe you didn't say much. You might be thinking it, and you might not have said it, just because what if? So, no, all right. The we'll hate, keep... the hate, non-spate. I'm not really for or against, but I am. You know what? I'm just disappointed, Craig. So it's spate with the hate on attached to his name, right? Yeah, spate. S-P and then H-A-T-E, spate. Hate, right? Spate. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know why people are so no, about boy. it. I mean, I know, uh, and, and I'm just joking with you. I know that you're not really that bad with it, but I do know that you have a preference on thinking that Peters should get the start, um, just with your thought process and everything. Um, not so much that uh, against the abilities of Spate, but on the conversation of Spate, um, before we get to what Jim Harbaugh has said about the quarterback race. Um, it's it just always surprises me because it's just like I think people just blame Spate for the three losses last year. Yeah, yeah, right. I know, and you know, there's a couple things that he obviously did on his. You know, he did. Um, there's no doubt you can a pick six, sure, uh, fumble on the you know one or two yard line against Ohio State. You're going to lose every time when you give up you know, turnovers, but. There's a lot of good things he did. So, yeah, I mean, but uh, there's some games that he won for us. So, yeah. Uh, one thing I will say is that uh, if you want to see some uh, threading the needle passes, and I'm not talking about everything. And, and you know, that's the thing, too. It's almost like people are like, well, he didn't have a perfect game. So there you go. That's a reason why he shouldn't be quarterback. It's just like, show me a quarterback that has – always has a perfect game you're not going to find it so i don't know i i don't understand that argument but if you go back and watch the wisconsin game i was watching that not too long ago and wisconsin's has a good defense and they played a heck of a game and everything he was threading the needle on some of those passes and some of those passes were dropped oh yeah so it was the it's not football is not a single player game no. So I, I just find it surprising, but that we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more probably here as we go along. But Craig, there was interesting news out of Ann Arbor from the captain himself, number old number four, Jim Harbaugh on the quarterback competition. Do you want to share that information? Uh, just um, it was interesting just talking about how. You know everything that Jim Harbaugh says. You hang on to every word and see. You know is he. It's, is it one, is he playing to uh, get a player who's maybe not playing to their ability and their strength to get them motivated at times in practice and to maybe he does it to the media to get them to work harder, to, to push themselves? Sure. Um, but um, Jim Harbaugh just obviously indicating that uh, at this moment in time that Wilton Spate and Corn have uh, separated themselves from Brandon Peters as far as being the quarterback that starts September 2nd against Florida. So do I believe him? Yeah, I do. I think it's, uh, I don't think it's, um, you know, him playing any games there. I think 
that uh, I think most of us as fans believe that. I think we did in the very beginning. I think even I did. I think Spate obviously is the veteran in this. I think he has a lot of playing experience, and I think that literally goes a long way with Jim Harbaugh. Um, I think a, a, a young rookie who starts off very talented, and, and I think myself feels he's much more talented than Spate in the long run. But, um, yeah, I mean, he probably worked with Spate and has more command of the pocket, and I just see it coming. What I think it's interesting watching the corn and Spate, almost him saying that those two are in a dead heat is really interesting. So, but there you have it. Uh, I do still, still think it's going to be spate to start. So. All right. Well, I, um, I will differ from you. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. Keep that sound. Wrong. Like. <laughs> I, I think I uh, I think that Jim Harbaugh is kind of playing a game here. Um, huh? I, well, I mean, like he does he does that a little bit. I mean, he does he that does. with different things. And so, I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of truth on maybe he's just like, you know, what we saw today or what we saw this week. Uh, you know, O'Corn outperformed Peters, so we can put O'Corn in Spate ahead of everybody else. I think it's more of a game. I think that if anything, I, my, what I anticipate is that Spate will start. That's just kind of what I anticipate. He's, he's got the more experience and, um, you know, things were not that bad last year. I mean, I know everybody wanted uh, some things to go better, myself included, but everybody's painting such a terrible picture of what happened last year. Anyways, I think it'll wind up being Spate. And let's just say, you know, for context or hypothetical, something happens where it doesn't work out, where Spate is able to continue to play. Somebody needs to come in. I can, I almost want to guarantee that would be Peters taking the field before O'Corn. No, I agree too. I mean, he's got, he's got to get him on the field for next year. I mean, again, he won't have any playing experience. You know, does Jim Harbaugh want him to come into these games this whole year and say, oh, Coin's going in and Peters is going to not have any kind of uh, any playing experience? You're going to have a corn come in and jump, jump in there? Yeah, he might for a little bit. But I just think Peters is going to – he's going to have to get him playing time in okay, order well, to well, next, year, next year come around. Well, not not from the aspect of just getting somebody playing time when you can give them playing time. Like, let's just say Spate is out of the picture. Spate is yeah. Spate is not in the equation. Okay. And the coaches have to move forward this year with the quarterback that is going to perform best. What mm-hmm. do you think would happen? Um, I Not think... thinking about next year. Not right. like preparing anybody for anything it's just like we only have O'Corn and peters we need to play um let's say the home opener against cincinnati what are we gonna do right i mean i understand what you're saying and i think even O'Corn had a good spring game so don't get me wrong he did well so i think he goes with peters man i do yeah i i think so too um yeah so that's that's part of the thing where I feel like he's bluffing a little bit. With wrong. This. That is absolutely wrong. Proved over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was looking for. I was trying to find the single word wrong, wrong, just to keep it going over again, but I couldn't find that. Yeah. I, I need to stop doing things on the fly and get things ready ahead of time. But uh, getting getting warmed up for the regular season coming up, so we'll we'll have those uh, uh, things ironed out by then. But. I I do think that and because nobody I you have not I have not seen this information anywhere that has said um that O'Corn has all of a sudden come from the shadows and caught up with Peters right. and Spate. This is the first thing that I have ever heard about O'Corn being on the same playing field as Brandon Peters and Wilton Spate. So yeah. I do think that, I mean, like I said, maybe there's some kind of twist or something in there where it's just like that day O'Corn was better than Peters or maybe it was the entire week. Whatever it was, 
I think it's just a play on words. And really, it's still that if that Spate's number one, Peters is number two, and O'Corn is number three. Yeah, it is interesting. You brought up a good point of saying how many times have we we have not heard O'Corn is really pushing Spate for that starting job. I haven't I haven't heard that. It's all I hear Peters is pushing Spate for the starting job, but I've never heard O'Corn. Have you? No. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's what you're bringing up. And I'm like, you know, that's a great point because I don't think I ever heard that either. So that's why it leads me to go. I think O'Corn's good. I think, you know, I think at times he's a, a, a player that runs with the ball a little bit more than he passes it. And I don't think that's a Michigan, what Michigan wants here as a quarterback. So I think we want to pass first guy. And O'Corn is talented. He's just, uh, Last year was different. I mean, but uh, this year I think you're going to see more Peters, like you said, in um, some of those games I think we have under control. Oh, Corn has the happy feet. <laughs> yeah, he has the happy feet. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I think they do have a lot of these, you know. What's up, guys? Things. I'm Carly Kloss. So. Oh. Rock. Wrong. That is absolutely yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's the same one. Wrong. Wrong. He actually had wrong. So, so I'll have to, I might have to dig into and uh, update the archive here for 2017 with anything that we have new. But, um, man, there was something else. O'Corn. But that is interesting to see that uh, it's down to those two. And, you know, and I'm like, it, it, well, let's go back and talk about this just a little bit more because I want to bring up is – if you're saying that the two are fighting each other to start, do you think Florida comes around and then all of a sudden Jim Harbaugh says, yeah, well, Corn's going to start? I mean, because according to him, those two are neck and neck. Yeah. But are, are we fighting? I mean, are we literally going to have a debate about this? Is Twitter having a debate about this right now? They're not. Nobody's having a debate about this. Everybody's saying it's Wilton's job to start. But yet, Nowhere in the world did Jim Harbaugh say that Wil- Wilton Spade is the the starter. All I heard was a corn and Spade are, are neck and neck with starting, and then are are moved ahead of the other other player, other quarterbacks. So that's where I'm going. I didn't hear anybody go. Well, I guess it looks like it's a corn's job. Yeah. <laughs> that. So well, the other conspiracy that I saw people throwing out, which is always uh, a chance of this happening, is basically using it as a motivating factor and saying, "Hey, Peters, get your act together. Oh yeah, um, this is your op- like you either need to show up or shut up." Now at this point, uh, maybe using it something like that. Now, of course, this ha- this is just a, an ir- well, I wouldn't say irony thing, but maybe there'll be a pattern, a weird pattern where how spate had to go in, uh, 2015 for the Minnesota game to finish out that game. And O'Corn had to step in for the Indiana game, yeah. uh, to, uh, take the lead on that game. So, but of course, Jake Rudak left that year, but would be kind of the weird twist in the story where if those, backups that got a little bit of playing time came in each year after and won that. Yeah, that would, that would just be insane. And everyone, every single person, even with Jim Harbaugh saying this, if it was announced that O'Corn is going to be the starter for the Florida game, everyone would be shocked. Oh yeah. Oh, it, they would be shocked more than if Peter started. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So, and I feel kind of sorry for Corn because he's kind of like the guy that's always there in the mix, but he's never talked about. Yep. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you see, this is the thing, though. It's like, uh, when was the last time we were able to have a conversation like this about the quarterbacks at Michigan? You know, well, who who's going to start because they're so good that they're having this competition. Right. You know, it's yeah. been a while. 
And then you're going to have McCaffrey coming in. So I think most of the time we've had this conversation of who's going to be the quarterback because technically this person's not a quarterback. Right. That was the most. Can't be any better. You got McCaffrey. You got Milton. You got um, Yowza. I mean, I don't think they'll start next year, but uh, they're all going to be in the mix fighting. So. Yeah. And I think Spade has another year. Yeah. Man, what's he been here like ten years? Grief, man. It's like, ah, I swear, it's it seems longer than five five years. Yeah, so it will be interesting, yeah. to say the least. So, um, I think looking over everything that I have, that that was kind of it. Was there anything else that you had, uh, kind of on the quarterback conversation? I know that there's going to be plenty that we'll be discussing with that. Maybe we'll talk about next week, but I know that we will bring it up. Um, the following week preparing for the Florida game? No, just that uh, obviously uh, Grant Perry got reinstated back into the Michigan. Obviously, he's uh, got in trouble with um, uh, getting in trouble, and and um, he's back, and obviously he might be able to play, and maybe we'll talk about whether he'll play or not or well, he'll, he'll whether he'll be in the slot. He's the only guy on the receiver receiving end that has the most experience. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? I, 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 you know what? This is, I actually try to think about this and, you know, I, I get to be in reinstated that he gets to play and he gets to be on our football team. I, you know, I, I just it's one of those things where it's fine but then i just don't i it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth you know what i mean just yeah. it's just you know and it just does makes me go yeah but certainly doesn't look the greatest on us to do it so yeah i'm not uh, uh i'm not a fan of it and uh, but the, the biggest thing that i'm not a fan of i mean i already discussed and that was back when he was like originally reinst- uh, not reinstated, but he returned to practice or something. There was something weird where he came back, and it was before everything was concluded. Like he was back at practices or workouts or something, and I, I did not like that move um, right. at all. As right. far as him being back on the team, not excited. I mean, yeah, he's a good player, but. With these situations, I mean, we always uh, we talk about the situations with other teams and the issues with it and everything, and it's just like, I don't know, it's it's a touchy thing, and I hope that uh, the right thing came out of it. And I and I'm not con- condemning him. I, I don't know it was it was resolved how it was in the courts, and so I hope the truth was. Uh, came out and everything was taken care of properly. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's always just a sensitive thing. So I was just kind of curious what your thoughts were, but. Well, you know, he didn't put up the best numbers last year. So it's not like, you know, we're gone. We got to have him. He only had what 183 yards and a touchdown. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That was the thing that was, yeah, yeah, he is better. So, yeah, that was the thing that surprised me on them getting him back so early uh, yeah. that at that one point where it was just like, I, I, I wouldn't have agreed with it in either case, but it's just like, this is not a star player. What What is so important about you guys trying to get this rolling again? It's just like, let right. it run its process and then work with it and deal with it. Cause it, you're going to, if it comes down to it and you have to go back on what you did, it's just going to make you look foolish. So, but it, it is what it is. They've made their decisions, and that's what's moving forward with that. So, um, But we will go ahead and continue on, and we will get uh, some closing thoughts here. Okay, so uh, you guys were able to hear. I'll bring it back up again. Uh, we got that great voicemail from Stephen earlier. Uh, thanks again for that. And we do encourage that if anyone wants to go ahead and utilize the voicemail system, go ahead and we can easily put it on there just like we did with his voicemail. 
uh, get it on the show and discuss it. Uh, if there are any thoughts, I uh, will go ahead and say not for next week's episode, but keep in mind, I mean, I guess you can call it now if you want, but if you have any predictions, score predictions, bold predictions for the Florida game, you can go ahead and start calling, I guess, and leave voicemails and we'll use them for the uh, episode leading up to the second. So yeah, feel we, free to we, do that. It's that time. Yeah, I'm going to have to work out the schedule again because we, man, I think at one point we had four episodes being released a week. Yeah, I remember that. Because we would, I think we record twice a week and we would split it up where each time we would record, we would record technically two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we're busy. Yeah, so it's fun. It's awesome. Uh, We just got to get ready for it. I know that one of those episodes though doesn't start until the uh college football playoff rankings start so oh yeah okay but, but uh yeah so we will be getting ready for that as we know all of you are getting ready for the football season we thank you guys for tuning in uh we always appreciate it the fan base is awesome and our listeners are amazing we uh look forward to being at some of the home games this year again uh not sure exactly what the plan is yet and what or where we will be, but we will have some uh, new things this year, and we will keep you guys posted and look forward to it, as I know all of you will be as well. So uh, with that, uh, we hope you guys have a good rest of the week as we're closing out coming up on Friday. Uh, Not too distant future, but we hope you guys have a good time, and as always, we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.